Welcome to the Prepare the Way podcast. We are coming to you today from beautiful Colorado. My name is Carol Urbis. And I'm Mallory Sunderhues. And we are both part of a ministry out here called Jeremiah's Calm Ministries, or JCM for short. And it's a ministry that's dedicated to speaking biblical truth, which is what this whole podcast is all about. We want to be able to speak biblical truth, even if it's hard or inconvenient, which seems to be quite often today. Yeah, exactly. And you guys can come and check us out at jeremiahscall.org. And we are all based off the scripture in Colossians. It's 1 verse 28. It says, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom to present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Yeah, so it's preach, warn, and teach. And that is the theme that we want to bring to you all in order to help prepare you, but also ourselves, to all of us to grow and mature in our faith um, so we're all prepared for when Jesus returns one day. Yeah, so and even if you're not even sure what you believe in this time too, like that's okay. Just come here and we'll talk about it. We're going to tackle all those questions and issue cons- and issues concerning your faith and maybe lack thereof as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so strap in because we are going to go on a biblical journey each and every week that will not only challenge you and us in our faith, but also give you practical tools to help you. So to kick things off, we just thought we would take a few minutes in this first one and introduce who we are and and share our passion behind this. What is it that's driving or motivating us for this Prepare the Way podcast? So Mallory, why don't you kick us off? Great. Yeah, like Carol said, uh, we live in Colorado and I'm married. I have two littles and live in a crazy, beautiful, wonderful life. It's the hardest days and the best days for sure. But I've been following the Lord for eight years now. I think that I probably have been saved my whole life technically, but really came to this point of surrender about eight years ago. And ever since I really have just not been the same. God has totally redeemed me and just been walking with them, like I said, very messy, but wonderful. And yeah, my heart behind this podcast and Carol and I starting this is, you know, Jesus is coming back for a pure and spotless bride. And there are a lot of churches out there who are preparing for the bride of, for preparing the return of Jesus and preparing the bride of Christ and walking in purity and fear of the Lord. But you guys, the majority is not. And just because it's a Christian church doesn't mean that it's teaching biblical values. And, but do you know what? The Holy Spirit, God through his Holy Spirit, he wants to purify us and he wants us to make us, he wants to make us ready for what Malachi 4 verse 5 calls the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. (laughs) I'm not sure I remember when that verse was preached on at church. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to bring these verses that you maybe not even heard preached in church before. So this is like Carol said, strap in. It's it's going to be fun. Um, Yeah, but I just wanted to go into one of the parables that's in Matthew. This is one of the parables that Jesus is talking about. And I won't go into everything, but it's about Jesus' return. And it says, um, when Jesus returns, the kingdom of heaven will be like that of ten virgins. And Mm -hmm. that symbolizes us, uh, who took their lamps to go out to meet the bridegroom, Jesus. And you know, it says, five of them were foolish and did not bring oil for their lamps, but five of them were wise and brought jars for their oil. Mm -hmm. And the bridegroom, he took a really long time to come back. They were waiting for him. They were prepared. But then the night went on, and where was he? He didn't He didn't come. Mm. And I think he that— He was delayed. Yeah, he was delayed. Yeah. 
and the virgins fell asleep. And I think that that's where we're at in the church now. It's like, okay, God, where are you? We're yeah. waiting, but not with that anticipation anymore. So falling any, asleep. Yeah, falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what the virgins did. But then it says in Matthew 25, verse 6, At midnight the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And as the virgins quickly got ready um, for the bridegroom's return, the ones who had no oil, they asked the other ones who were prepared, they said, give me some. And the ones who were prepared said, no. So they went, the ones who weren't prepared, they went to the store. And um, during that time when they were gone, Jesus came back, the bridegroom came back. And with him, he took the ones that were ready into the bank, in the wedding banquet, and the doors were shut. And the virgins, who they were the ones out getting their oil, they arrived and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied, truly i tell you i don't know you mm, wow that's a scary verse that yeah. one makes me tremble mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anytime i read it yeah and so back to that malachi verse are you prepared will it be a great day for you or will it be a terrible day mm, will it be a day wow. where the lord says i knew you come into my kingdom come into the banquet mm -hmm. or it will be a day that he says i do not know you wow wow that's big that's big yeah, so that's my heart behind it is just even I just wanted to take that story just to paint the picture mm -hmm. of we are to be ready. We are to have our lamps trimmed. We are to have our oil ready. Mm -hmm. And even though time has gone on and getting and other people have become weary, we are here to encourage you mm -hmm. and set that fire in you. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord Jesus says, I've come to set fire on the earth. Oh, how I wish it was already Pretty. ablaze. Yes, yes. Yeah. So let's be the burning ones. And whether you're, you know, you're not walking with the Lord right now and you have questions, you're in a great place because yep. we are going to preach truth. Yep. And we're going to talk about hard things, yeah. things to really wrestle through. Just wait. Yeah. So what about you, Carol? Well, I echo everything you said. And I think if you want to get a, um, an idea of some of the things that I teach on, um, you can visit jeremiahscall.org. We've got a lot of different Bible studies and videos that you can access and it goes kind of through the breadth of some of the things that we have taught on over the years. But I, I'm with you, Mallory, and I believe actually that we are in trouble. I think our nation is in trouble. We are completely divided, and a, a you know, house divided against itself won't stand. Our families are in turmoil. There's so much conflict. There's so much division. Uh, the direction our country is heading, children, worldviews, what is truth. There's so much that is coming at us that is so concerning. And so I have this sense of urgency for the hour and i'm not afraid to speak truth i'm not I, I don't need to be liked i don't need anything like that but i i feel my passion that has come through prayer um and being with the lord is you know i go out and i i say what he tells me to say i teach what he shows me to teach and um and that's my passion and so i mm -hmm. try to do, speak the truth in love uh, but sometimes i feel like a trumpet Sometimes you feel like you're, you're out there trying to sound an alarm and just trying to rouse people from a slumber. Because honestly, uh, if we are really truly um, taking a step back and assessing the situation, we realize we have embraced cowardly, comfortable, um, uh, complacent Christianity. Mm -hmm. And that is not what we were called to be. And so that is my passion towards this. Uh, the other beautiful thing that I wanna share with our listeners is you know, I too have children, but they're on the opposite end. So Mallory's got little ones and I have older ones. I even have a son that's about to get married in a few months. But 
we are coming and, and creating this podcast from two different generational perspectives. However, we are always coming back to biblical truth. And so Mallory's got a perspective from her generation that I think is vital for me to learn from. And then there's a perspective from my generation, which is a lot older, that I think is important for millennials to learn from. And so, but we, it's important for us to understand each other. And so we want to bring that also to our listeners and to help bridge this generational gap, so to speak, so that we can all understand how to where are their communication breakdowns? What can we help with? How can we help each other in this whole journey in order Mm -hmm. to strengthen faith? And Mallory knows this about me, but I love statistics. I love data. (laughs) And so I just want to share a couple statistics that that I am greatly concerned about that I think um, might trigger something in yourself as well if you have not heard these statistics yet. But these are coming out of George Barna, who is a well-known Christian researcher of faith in America and is Uh, the Cultural Institute that's out of Arizona Christian University. They've been doing an extensive study on the Christian worldview in America for the last few years. And I just want to share some of the findings. First of all, only 6% of adult Americans hold a biblical worldview. Wow. Think about that. Mm -hmm. That means only 6% of, I mean, 6% are literally trying to live as the Bible teaches. The, the morals, the values, all of it. So then I asked myself, what is everybody else doing? And that other 94% they've identified as living with a mixture. They are embracing seven different key worldviews and calling that truth, even if these people call themselves a Christian. And so those seven worldviews are biblical theism, moralistic therapeutic deism, which is feel-good Christianity, there's nihilism, there's Eastern mysticism, which is also new age, there's postmodernism, Marxism with critical race theory, and secular humanism. And what's happening, even by people who are calling themselves Christian, they're bringing in all these different worldviews, and then whichever situation they find themselves in, they pull out whichever worldview they need in order to adapt to that situation. So mm-hmm. therefore, you have your truth, I have my truth. And that's exactly what we're seeing today. And on the millennial side of that, it goes lower. Only 4% of millennials are living with a biblical worldview, which is staggering to me. Mm-hmm. That is staggering. And we look around and wonder why we have the problems we have today. Yeah. Because people have left what God has established as right and good and blessed if we follow it. And we are embracing something so foreign and completely opposite of that. We're embracing a mixture. Mm-hmm. And Satan always uses a mixture. You know, it's the verse, mm-hmm. broad is the path that leads to destruction. Jesus is that narrow way. Well, we're all, there's a lot of people going down that broad path of destruction, and that is concerning to me. And as millennials are concerned, I think a couple of the, st- the statistics coming out of that is that one out of four millennials actually trust their pastor to do the right thing or to tell the truth sometimes. That's crazy. Is yeah. that crazy to you? Yeah. I mean, that just seems... What's the point? What's the... I mean, yeah. and that's why so many of them don't want to go to church or they're going to go to a church that's going to entertain them Yeah. and it's just going to kind of divert their attention from, to other things. And the other thing that I thought was really concerning is that the idea of sin and forgiveness of sin are not really even 
under consideration by millennials. Mm -hmm. So people are just living how they want to live. They don't really think sin is sin. They don't even really consider it or even forgiveness of sin. Mm -hmm. If someone thinks they're a good person, they think they're going to go to heaven. And that was their, the other piece of, of his research that people, uh, six out of 10 millennials argue that identifying moral truth, which is coming from scripture is up to each individual and that there are no absolute, there are no moral absolutes that apply to everyone all the time. So people are making up their own morality. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. we are in this crazy spiral and we have to do something. So that's where my passion comes in. Yeah. I love all that. And I think it's, you know, it's interesting too, when you said four, six and 4%, I'm thinking there must be more Christians than that. That are actually living the way we're supposed to live. Yeah. That are actually living from a biblical worldview. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians. I think that was the other statistic that I thought concerning roughly 65% of millennials or two out of three millennials say they're Christian. But the biggest generational difference is that among those millennials who label themselves Christian, it's not a statement of commitment to the namesake of Jesus Christ or even embracing biblical beliefs, but they take that term as a connotation of being a good person. Mm -hmm. So Christian to millennial is being a good person. It's not necessarily about Jesus and yeah. it's not necessarily about biblical beliefs. Where where did we go wrong? It's a mess. Yeah. Where did we, I was just on a pan, I was just on a zoom. There was a panel of incredible Christian pastors. I'm not going to list their names, but they're all out of California and they all pretty much identified the same thing because George Barna was actually on that panel too with these pastors. And they all pretty much said, we've got to back the bus up. We have mm -hmm. got to start teaching on sin, repentance. We have done this wrong. Mm -hmm. And to hear them say that on a panel was, was remarkable to me because yeah. I haven't heard that from too many uh, leaders in churches actually for quite a while. So, mm -hmm. so hopefully people are seeing it yeah. and God is doing a work. He's doing a work, yeah. you know? So that's where we're at and that's where we're coming from for prepare the way. So yeah, hopefully that gives you a little insight to what to expect a little bit of who we are. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I just wanted to say, well, I love everything that you said, Carol, too. And I think, too, Carol was talking about that she is somebody who she will speak truth. But if you know Carol personally, she's the most loving person as well. So I just want to encourage you, it can be done, that you can speak yeah. truth in love. Thanks, um, Yeah. But you guys, <laughs> you're me. welcome. Uh, yeah, you guys, thanks for joining us today. And, you know, if you have any questions or comments or just want to drop us a note, you can email us at preparetheway at jcm.com or you can visit us at jeremiahscall.org. Until next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.